the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. And now, Rob Black and your money on the Bay Area's exclusive home for Fox News Radio, 910 AM. Here's Rob Black. Welcome into Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Got a couple minutes late to the studio today. San Francisco Transit has decided to dig up the road, take out two lanes in South of Market. And they didn't send me a postcard warning me on that. So uh, sorry that I'm a little bit late. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. We can talk about anything that you want to talk about, though. This is a, a show that is absolutely your show. This is a show that's really about your money. That's why we call it Rob Black and Your Money and Your Money Issues and issues that obviously would affect you. We talk a little bit about that whole craziness that was LeBron James last night. We could talk about the whole craziness that is the stock market on a regular basis. A moratorium was lifted again on, on drilling. I'll give you specific names on who might be winners because of that. So uh, today we're seeing the Dow trade a little bit higher. Up 13, the NASDAQ up 7, and the S&P 500 up 2. So um, not a lot of news. It's one of those, uh, if you're looking for a lot of business news today on this this Friday, going into the weekend, you're not going to get it. The volume's incredibly light right now. The New York Stock Exchange opened after three straight days of growth. You know, some of the stories that I'm seeing out there, Google dodges the China shutdown. So remember a couple months ago, Google was all in arms, all upset that they were being censored by China. And they said, we're leaving your country. We are we we are so superior to this. Well, Google's not really all that superior to it. Uh, they're staying in China, so and they got. Oh, well, I'll go into that a little bit later. But uh, next up, deep water drilling open for business. This is a big business story because there's some investments that you can make some short term trades off of. A federal appeals court has upheld a lower court's ruling that struck down President Obama's moratorium on deep water drilling. Fox Fox's Phil Keating reports from Bell Chase, Louisiana. The U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals denying the Department of Justice's bid to keep its offshore six-month drilling moratorium in place. The three-judge panel saying the government failed to show any likelihood that there would be any new deep water drilling pending August 30th. That is when the government's full appeal commences with oral arguments. So again, um, Obama's trying to shut down this industry. It's, it's, it's almost ironic. It's not quite ironic. It's more of a coincidence. But it's almost ironic that he's trying to do the right thing, making sure that the oil companies aren't out of control, that there isn't another Gulf of Mexico spill part two from a different company. And he's trying to help the people of Louisiana, help the people of the, the South. And ultimately, it's, it's probably hurting them. It's, it's almost odd because the big employers down there, it's not Intel. It's not Cisco. It's the oil companies. So a little bit ironic on that. 
800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. Now, some of the oil drillers that might be in play because of this, you know, when the government says shut down and then the court says, no, you can't legally tell them to do that. And the government says shut down and the court say, no, you can't legally tell them to do that twice. There's names like Hornbeck Offshore, ticker symbol HOS. There's names like Transocean, ticker symbol RIG, Diamond Offshore, ticker symbol DO, CalDive, ticker symbol DVR. Uh, companies like Rowan and Noble, Noble's ticker symbol NE, Atwood Oceanics, ticker symbol ATW. Some of them are smaller and some of them are bigger. Name like Seahawk Drilling, ticker symbol is Hawk and Drill Quip, ticker symbol DRQ. Some of these are winners today, some of these are losers because, again, now we're open for business again in the Gulf. A couple of days ago, we did some stories about how the oil rig companies are starting to leave the Gulf because they weren't allowed to drill. So they're going to go to other countries like Norway and, and Brazil and, and bring their services to them. So it's interesting. It's interesting because there is an investment angle to be had there. So again, taking a look at the Dow. The Dow's up three today. The NASDAQ's up six. The S&P 500's up 1.6. I've got a good show planned for you today. Even though it's light on news, we got tons of content, some investment ideas as well. We'll definitely talk a little bit about the, the investment angle on LeBron, but I got some good investment ideas for you tied towards Baidu, tied towards Google, uh, all sorts of content. Stick with us. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. This is Rob Black and your money on the Bay Area's exclusive home for Fox News Radio, 910 a.m. And now, Rob Black. So it's got a little Friday vibe going already, doesn't it? Taking a look at the markets, where are we at? Dow's up 9, NASDAQ up 7, S&P 500 up 2. In future episodes, I'm going to be going over some tech stock ideas for you. Yesterday, I gave you tons of ideas on income stocks that I think are poised to beat the market. Some of them a little bit more conservative. Some of them a little bit more aggressive. What's that mean real quick? What does that mean? When you look for income, tip of the day, tip of the day, understand that, oh my gosh, I'm going to sit down like Tony Robbins there. Understand that. <laughs> my voice is going gravelly. Um What's up with that voice, by the way? And for the record, Tony Robbins has got a show coming out this fall on, or this summer on NBC where he throws a quadriplegic out of a, an airplane, and that's called entertainment. If I were to throw a quadriplegic out of an airplane, I'd be arrested. A little difference between me and Tony Robbins. I'm not a big Tony Robbins fan. I think he's kind of, um, how shall we say, for the weak-minded, people who need to be inspired with dumb state sayings and, and dumb scenarios. Uh, that's who Tony Robbins is typically, his audience Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. So the tip of the day that I, I kind of want to start with is if you're looking for a dividend yield, i.e., sometimes you could put your money with a company, you could buy stock, and you can get every hundred dollars that you own maybe two percent or three percent back. Uh, maybe it's on every ninety days. Maybe it's once every twice a year. Maybe it's once a year. So it changes. So those are called dividends. And the higher the dividend yield, the higher the risk. For a company to share their profits with you at 1%, it's pretty easy. You know, Microsoft could do that. So they, they feel that comfortable. Pfizer gives you about 5% of their profits every year. It's a great way to invest. Now, is it sexy? No. But again, I think you're starting to learn from me that to me, sexy is not losing money. To me, sexy is playing the game right. To me, sexy is not getting upset. 
So like Microsoft, it yields about 2.2% of dividend yield. So if you own Microsoft for a whole year and it does nothing, well, you get 2.2% back, which is, is a real return. It's not a paper return. When stocks go up and stocks go down, that's a paper gain or a paper loss. So when the market goes down, I'm not freaked out because it's just a paper loss. It's when I freak out and sell that it becomes a realized loss. So um, the higher the yield, the higher the rate, the higher the payout of the dividend, the higher the risk. Any number over 6% is too, it's, it's crazy. It's too much risk for the average person. And again, I say that lovingly. I refer to you as the average person, not in a bad way, but in a good way. Um, and I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you. Um, economic data that came out today, wholesale inventories, they met expectations. The only reason you would care about wholesale inventories is you probably want it, to be quite honest with you. But it it, it shows some inflation or potential inflation. The more signs of inflation that are out there, the more likely the Federal Reserve will raise interest rates to fight inflation. They raise interest rates, and that means the the easy money sometimes goes towards the bonds or sometimes goes towards the banks and the money markets. Right now, you get nothing with having your money in a bank. But there was, you know, 10 years ago, you'd get 6 7 8% for having your money in a bank, which isn't too shabby. So, but we're not in that area right now. We're not in that area in any way, shape, or form. So... Anyway, so the wholesale inventory is also kind of important because it shows, are we consuming? Are the inventories building? If the inventories are building, we as consumers aren't consuming. If the inventories are getting smaller, we are consuming. If the inventories are lean and getting smaller, that means companies aren't taking a lot of risks. They're not replenishing their inventories. They're not confident. So you can kind of see how some of this data does help you. Um, Again, if you just pay a little bit of attention, just a little bit of attention to it, it will help you make money. Let's talk about some stock ideas out here because I think these are kind of intriguing, to say the least. So Google today comes out and they say, we're going back into business in China. You know, yeah, we told you a couple months ago, we told you a couple months ago that we weren't going to do it because we didn't really like the way they they hacked into our email accounts and probably killed some people who were dissidents uh, in the Chinese government. Uh, but Analysts are loving the stock today. Analysts are saying, you know, let's boost our price target on Google. Let's say, you know, they're going back into China, so they're not going to lose. China's got more Internet users than the United States. Stop and think about that for uno momentero. I know in your head you envision you see China as a bunch of farmers and peasants. I know in your head you envision and see China as a bunch of manufacturers where they make our goods um, and they laugh at us like, you know, pink bean bags. Like, what are these Americans consuming? Uh, but Google's up seven, eight, nine dollars today, in large part because they're going back into China. So let's use a coin. On one side of the coin is a company called Baidu. Baidu is the Chinese Google. They basically copied everything Google was doing, and they are the Chinese Google. Today, that stock is down two bucks. On the other side of the coin is Google. And Google's doing well today. In large part, Google's going back in. So Baidu suddenly has more competition again. So keep in mind, Baidu gapped up huge when it was initially reported that they were going to leave China because China wanted, would censor their, their content. So 66 to $67 a share on Baidu is a critical level of support. It's going to need to hold that. In large part, that's a, a huge gapping area where if it breaks below that, you know, watch out below. 
watch out below. So in, at that point in time, I think you could see it potentially going down to, in a worst case scenario, about $45, $50. So Baidu is the Chinese internet. Not a crazy name, not an insane name, very high valuation because for the last three or four months, we thought Google was out of China, so we, we paid more for the only player. In the Monopoly board of search, every time you searched in, in, in China, basically it landed on Baidu. So now Google's going to get back some of that residential real estate, and every time you search in China on a computer, on the Internet, sometimes it's going to land on, on Google. So anyway, Google, I think, is a $600 stock, and it's currently trading about 460 So, And it really sold off, and it's going into earnings season. A lot of people just don't understand Google very well. Uh, Google is one of those companies that I feel very, very comfortable with um, as a business. Uh, I think concern about their ability to sustain growth is out there. I think you're seeing them attacked on one side by Apple with Internet advertising, with what are called iAds. I think you're seeing them go after a- Apple on the other side. Um, I think the BlackBerry is a huge loser for research and motion, as I think the Google phones, the Android phones, and the Apple phones are, are basically running away with this. And they're going to run away with it for two to three years in the smartphone category. I don't think Research in Motion has any chance. I think for Google, another reason I like the company is their technology initiatives. They've got a lot of them out there. They've got a lot of stuff that they're trying to throw at the wall. Another thing that I like, um, United States government's looking into Google. Are they too big? Now, you're saying, Rob, that's bad news. The government's looking into them. No, no, it's good news. The government's looking into them. It's, it's, when you're that powerful, you, you print money. And yes... Our government tends to say, we will fight you. But like, remember a couple weeks ago, our government was saying, you know, Visa and MasterCard charge too much on the interchange rates. And it was a pit bull. Our Congress was a pit bull with nasty, jagged teeth going after after uh, Visa and MasterCard. And then when the Durban Act finally got enacted, it had no teeth. So it was like a pit bull that was 25 years old with no teeth. Not that mean, not that nasty. So um, I like Google. I like Google, and I think it can move higher. I, I trade Google. I don't want to own Google till the day I die. A, it doesn't have a dividend yield, and B, it doesn't have a dividend yield. So to me, some tech stocks in particular are meant to be rented, whereas some companies that pay dividends and do share buybacks are meant to be owned. So I think there's two different types of approaches to stocks. I think there's two different types of approaching to getting wealthy. Uh, one you accumulate wealth, and then one you manage it. Today I'm just I'm just chock full of of Rob Blackisms. It's a day of Rob Blackisms from me to you. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. Phones aren't working today. I don't know why because I know you would be calling in to talk to talk King James. I know you'd be calling in to talk Google. I know you'd be calling in to say, hey, this was a great week of shows, Rob. Congratulations. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Uh, the sports, uh, Bloomberg, the business of sports with Bloomberg right around the corner. 910 AM, your exclusive home for Fox News Radio. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Bay Area's exclusive home for Fox News Radio. 910 AM. Three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. I've got a stimulating question coming up for you, but it's going to have to wait till after this phone call. I'm Matt in Calistoga. Matt. Hey Rob, good to hear. Good to talk to you. It's good to be talked to, Matt. I feel lucky to be alive today. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, 
Hey, I've uh, I've owned Apple stock for a long time, and um, I was wondering what your thoughts are about the company ever moving to actually start to distribute a dividend. To me, it looks like they're really maturing. They're, I don't know, it seems like they're running out of things to uh, invent, and they're sitting on so much cash yep. that um, maybe it'll turn into a dividend-producing stock sometime in the near future. I think it will. I think it's going to be another year or two minimum. I think they do have something else to invent, Matt, and it, it's almost a no-brainer, in my opinion, what they're going to do next. It, it almost has to be done. And, and can you guess what that's going to be? Um, a flying car? <laughs> correct. That is correct, a flying car. No, actually, I think a car, though, is in the works. Not a car, but a car entertainment system. Uh, to kind of help port and bridge everything that they're doing. If you take a look at the iPhone right now, Matt, what you're doing on it is is watching videos. What you're doing on it is, you know, you're playing games. And to me, uh, a better place to play games and watch video is is the television. So I think they have to get into that market a lot like Sony's in the market. Um, or they're going to have to really improve their Apple TV product. Uh, that they've always referred to as a hobby. They really need to make that a little bit more integrated. Because um, when I download videos on my iPhone, you know, I got a, what, a teeny little three and a half inch screen. Right. I got a 50 inch screen in my house. You know, I want I want to see the videos there. So, or at least I want the ability to. So that's a big market too, Matt. And uh, I think they've got another second and third generation, the iPad coming out. So they get a little while before they're going to do a dividend, but they will do a dividend. They're getting too large. You're right. And uh, it's one way for them to share earnings with their, their, their shareholders. And Wouldn't as, that be cool if you could, uh, like, somehow Bluetooth or stream? Let's say you download the movie with your iPhone, and then you could, like, stream it to some Apple TV or something. Well, yeah, and, and that those products already exist. You're already starting to see devices like the Roku box and Samsung Blu-ray DVD players allow for wireless content from Hulu and Netflix to stream through it. So uh, they're, they're going to get there. And again, will they make a TV? I think they will. I think they'll actually make a TV. A, it's going to have a big selling price, $2,000, $3,000. But our TV should have hard drives in them. Our TV should have, you know, our photos and things like that. Yeah, basic operating system. Basic so. operating system, not too complicated. And then the... the, the uh, you know, the, the, the car. Uh, today I drove in in my Jeep and, uh, you know, I, I got that funky little lighter accessory that my iPod plugs into. I just I just want all my stuff right there. I don't even want I don't even want my iPod there. I want it streamed from my house, my home server, straight on to my into my car. So thanks for the call, Matt. All right. Thanks, Rob. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's go to Betty in San Jose. Betty. Yes, I want to know what is safe to invest in that is tax-free. California municipal bonds. You really believe that when the state is going broke? Yes. When was the last time you saw a California municipal bond fail? Well, I don't know, but I I know what state California's in, and I uh, am just very leery of that. Or how about a California... Uh, general obligation muni bond that is covered 80% by the federal government. Now, California, what was that? It's called a GO bond. Golden guilt bond? No, called a GO bond. Thanks for the call, Betty. If you can't hear terribly well, 
it's really, really not a good idea to get investment advice on a radio show. Um, Betty is intriguing to me, and I would have kept her on, but I felt like I was talking to Betty White, and I can't be mean to Betty White because Betty White is such a sweet woman, right? Now, she wants something tax-free. For the record, Betty, I don't mind paying taxes. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go around and brag and say I paid a million dollars in taxes last year. But I'd like to, because that means I probably made three, four, five million dollars, right? So I know that you're a senior, and I know that you don't want taxes. It's the first lesson I learned in the investment advisory business is that seniors don't want to pay taxes. And uh, I see nothing wrong with paying taxes. If you can get a bond with a real rate of return of 7 8%, good for you. These California Go bonds that I'm talking about, 5.5%, and you're going to get a good rate of return. I, I question why when I brought up, you said, where can I get a good tax-free bond? And I gave you an idea. Then you go, but don't you think California? Well, then you didn't really want my opinion in the first place. If you think California is going to go down the crap hole or down a, you know, the drain, so to speak, um, then no, you wouldn't want to invest in the municipal bonds. But there's not a lot of investments out there that are tax-free. There's not a lot of, a lot of investments where you're going to get income that is tax-free unless you go muni. Now, here's the kicker, Betty, and this is probably where you know you and I start to differ, where – I'm a little bit more knowledgeable, and I say that with respect. Um, there's some really good bonds out there. Now, would I buy a, a California Muni bond tied towards Stockton? Uh-uh. No way. Would I buy a California Muni bond tied towards Palo Alto? Pretty much so I would. Pretty much so I would. And uh, at this point in time, California isn't really in the business of shutting down our bonds. Greece has shut down a couple of their bonds. Greece has failed on a couple of their bonds. That, that's a, a huge problem. You hear about that. We're more so in the situation where, well, we'll just print some more money. Or we'll just increase our budget. Or we'll just go further in a deficit. Now, that's not going to be a problem for you, Betty, because you're over 60. By the time California turns into Greece, you're going to be long. You're going to be worm food. Now, by the time California turns into Greece for me, I got some more questions about my California muni bonds than you do. So I think it's a ways off. And, uh, you know, on one hand, you're upset that California's got some bond problems or some debt problems and some deficit problems. But keep in mind that when you have deficit problems, the best time to have it is right now when interest rates are at 1% to 2%. Now, we, we are a junk state, so we typically pay about 3 3 3.5% to borrow money, which basically means we're bad. We're bad. Our credit score is low. So we've missed, we haven't missed payments, but for what our deficit is versus what we're pulling in, we're nervous. So people who lend us money charge us more than they say they charge Virginia or New York or other states that don't have the deficit problems that we do. So is it, is it free? Is it free of risk? No, Betty, nothing's free of risk. And again, tax-free, can you find some great municipal bonds, um, either federal or state? Um, yeah, you could. You absolutely could. So, you know, you can get in the 2 to 3% safe as all safe can be. Or you can get in the 5 6% when you're not paying taxes. The real rate of return is 7 8%, 9% on that. Um, that's pretty much, so, uh, f- you know, funded and, and protected by the United States government. So I just think you need to work with someone that you feel good about. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Got a couple ways to communicate with me. I'm going to do an email later today. It's a pretty funny email. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, for every 99 great fans that I have, I got one that's just a... 
certifiable lunatic. And I got one of those great emails today that just makes almost no sense. So you can email me, Rob at RobBlack.com. You can Facebook group hang out with me at I Hate Rob Black. It's a group page in Facebook called I Hate Rob Black. Get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up right around the corner, I'm going to go over the question of the day, and it, it ties towards the music industry. Take a break. Be right back. The Bay Area's exclusive home for Fox News Radio, 9, 10 a.m. And now, Rob Black and your money. So sometimes I tell the story. I know some of you live vicariously through me, and some of you hate me. But sometimes I tell the story of my first concert. My first concert ever was Olivia Newton-John. I had such a massive crush on Olivia Newton-John. And my brother David, uh, older brother by about five years, took me to it. And uh, it was a good thing. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, it was a great bond. Later, we'd go to 38 Special. Later, we would go to you know more appropriate concerts. But, you know, I was like 10 years old or something at that point when I saw... Um, Olivia Newton-John, and I was hopefully devoted to her. And I still have the T-shirt, which is great. Remember concert T-shirts? Uh, you'd you'd get there, and you'd be like, 20 bucks for a shirt. Now they're like $50. I mean, times change, eh? But even more importantly, this was Olivia Newton-John. It was her physical tour. And um, it's purple. And it's got her with, you know, a headband on and sweat coming down. And uh, I still have it. And, you know, ultimately one day I'll give it to a kid or something like that and uh, get a good laugh out of seeing, you know, them wear dad's concert shirt kind of thing. Um, but concerts are, are they're flopping this summer. I don't know if you've noticed, but Americans are officially tired of going to concerts. Not too long ago, my producer Heidi went to, you know, a big event in the in the, in the desert and st- st- we're starting to feel old going to these shows. Um, Rihanna. She's got huge radio hits. Ticket sales are average this for her. The Eagles, they had mega shows at Philadelphia and uh, City Park uh, canceled. The Eagles, Simon and Garfunkel, they were supposed to go on tour this year. And uh, Garfunkel's voice got strained and that scratched that concert. Kings of Leon, they've been on the road for about three straight years. And now they're only selling about a third of the tickets. So you don't have to spend $150 for a ticket. You can get a concert ticket for $10 because they're on the road. They're trying to honor their dates, but it's just not going terribly well. Bono, they had to back out this year of, of their big tour after Bono and U2. Bono got back problems for U2. Um, music sales are, are record lows for the record industry. So the touring industry is, is one area where you still try to get, you know hit it big. James Taylor and Carol King, they're a huge hit this year. As baby boomers haven't seen them on the road for years, so and and they've they've kept a huge body of work and they've kept their 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 location small. That's the big thing this year in concerts is keeping the location in the venue small. Limp Biscuit, you know they haven't had a hit in Lord knows how long, and um, they had this this big nationwide tour set up, big amphitheaters, and ultimately they couldn't sell a fifth of the tickets. So Fred Durst comes out and he goes, uh, sorry, but we're going to move away from amphitheaters and we're going to find some you know, floor space that allows you to jump and dance and mosh. And we don't really want you sitting hundreds of yards away on a grassy knoll. What he basically should have said was, we can't sell the tickets. We would love to see 10,000 of you come out to a show, but ultimately we're going to have to move it into smaller venues of 1,000 to 2,000 because we can't sell the tickets that we thought we could. 
So Live Nation, you know, they're the biggest ticket seller out there. They've recently started, you know, promoting tickets for 10 bucks. Like, that's great. That's wonderful. That's, that's amazing. That's a miracle. Uh, because I got to the point where concerts just started to becoming too expensive. They just started, you know, $170 for a pair of tickets or a, a ticket to see John Mayer. Now, again, I'm not going to go see John Mayer, but his tickets cost $170. Ouch. Uh, American Idol, they had to totally cancel uh, most of their dates. And then they slashed prices again, you know, from 70 bucks down to 40 bucks, 30 bucks, 10 bucks. And, you know, they used to make millions per concert. Now they make two, three hundred thousand per concert. Now, I think if you are a concert goer, one of the couple of things that you should do is there's, you know, coupon sites. There's a coupon site called slickdeals.net, slickdeals.net and retailmenot.com, retailmenot.com. And they send out ticket vouchers every day. And, you know, maybe your, your, your show is coming and you're able to get it 40, 50, 60, 70 percent off because of that, you know, for the casual fans, um, there's a company called TravelZoo.com. I get a, a 20 top deals from TravelZoo every week. They have great hotels. They've got great flights and they've got great music deals. So TravelZoo.com has an email that they send out and uh, they got typically a good package to see, uh, you know, like if you want to go see the Eagles, they'll, they'll, they'll do it pretty darn cheap. Um, there's another company called goldstar.com that, you know, has a discount ticket site as well. So that's goldstar.com, uh, slickdeals.net, retailmenot.com, and travelzoo.com. But again, you can also sign up for like the Live Nation email blast and the email lists and you know, take a look at it when it comes through. But paying 150, 160 bucks, just not attractive to me anymore. Let's bring on our producer, Heidi. Heidi. Uh, I'm so jealous of you. With my Olivia Newton-John? Oh, my gosh. My I would have died as an eight-year-old kid dancing yeah. around. Let's get physical. That was, I loved her. Yeah. Loved her. Loved my brother David for taking me. I can't believe you still have the shirt. Still have the shirt. That's yep. insane. Yeah. I bet it's worth a lot of money. All I those, don't... like, retro shirts. <laughs> You know, Motley There's no crew. chance it's worth a lot of money. Seriously, take it to like a vintage store. Oh, God. I bet you could get like 50 bucks for it. Woo. That's a lot for a crappy old t-shirt. Listen, it's not crappy. It was To me, it was a shrine. Right, well, it has sentimental value to you. So after my brother took me to all the concerts and things like that, um, it was great because he taught me about, you know, birds and bees and things where my dad just couldn't do it. My brother did it. So I started taking my sister to concerts. I took my sister to uh, Madonna. Um, I took my sister to who were the 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 twins that danced Millie Vanilli. Uh yes. So I went to a Millie Vanilli concert. Wow. So I went to. Was um, that the worst concert you have ever been to? Nah, Tiffany. Ooh. So I took my sister. Bad. Took my sister to Tiffany. Now, again, I was a good big brother. You want to know my first concert? Yeah, go ahead. Hollow Notes. That's a pretty good. And one. Corey Hart was the opening band. That's. Hollow notes, nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, I was I, I was pretty young. I was probably like seven or eight when I saw them. That's an interesting um, phenomenon, what happened to Hollow Notes, because back when the 80s and 90s were happening when they were producing music, we kind of thought they were, in, in using the, the 80s and 90s term, they were kind of a gay band. Like, they are kind of too soft, kind of too pretty. They were almost like a wham before wham. Hmm. And now 10, 15, 20, 30 years later... Um, kind of cool and they're, they're, kind of, like, they're kitschy they're doing they're actually i think they're touring again yeah. one of my friends saw them not long ago i'm pretty sure yeah um they actually had a lot of great hits if you go look back in the hollow notes archives Absolutely. yeah they're a fun band and uh i think all the talent was daryl hall because all oats ever did was say oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> he had that great mustache though. great mustache yeah. porn mustache long yeah, before totally porn exactly so real quick um 
biggest are you, are you with me or against me on this concerts are starting to fizzle out they're starting like i went to see police a couple years ago or the stick uh police at Oakland Coliseum. It was the worst concert I've ever been to. And I think you're right in that the big arena concerts. Everybody wants to see the intimate little, yeah. you know, um, you know, great American music hall. You know, you don't want to see them in like a giant um, arena. You want to see them in a little space. The Independent. Um, what's the new one? Fox Theater. Yeah, I um, love the Fox Fillmore. Theater. Yeah, a little, pl- you know, the, James Taylor the small Theater. to medium places. That's yeah. where you want to see the, the acts that you love. Yeah, yeah. It's a way better show. Yeah, I love the, Fox, the Little Fox Theater in Oakland. Is It's probably the best place to see a show in the Bay Area. Yeah, I haven't been yet, but I've heard it's great. So, yeah, I saw Regina uh-huh. Spector there. Fantastic show. But, you know, it's also kind of interesting in the flip here, Heidi, and uh, we're killing a lot of time, so keep it up. Uh, <laughs> raves, which used to be in teeny tiny locations, now the raves are going to the big, the you know, outdoor arenas, and they're getting, you know, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 people to That's a right. rave. That's right. The Cow Palace holds a lot of raves. Yeah. I'm going to um, go with my big Mickey Mouse hands and, and dance all And all. it's kind of amazing to me that they're still going on. Kids are still doing that. Yeah. Well, you never see a group of guys get around in a circle and say, I just got to dance. <laughs> At raves you do, though, oddly enough. Really say I've never been to a rave. Yeah. I, will, I miss that. I'm happy that I missed that. And I, I'm glad that I missed that. So, I was a pretty hardcore raver back in my day. I wish I knew you back in the day because I, I think we would have been best friends forever. I was kind of kooky. You, you like Olivia Newton-John? I was a party animal. We were meant to like hang upside down in trees together and eat spaghetti and do bad Western accents. Jump on the beds like monkeys. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, the big concerts this summer, I don't know. Did any of these sound interesting to you? Erica Badu? Like her, but I think she's pretty expensive and I wouldn't pay the 70 or 80 bucks to go see her. How about Bob Dylan and John Mellencamp? Nope. How about Outside Lands, Golden Gate Park, August 15th? I'm probably going to go for free, but I don't know if I would pay for a ticket. Big acts there this year, Kings of Leon. Been there, done that, kind of tired. My Morning Jacket, don't know him. Al Green, um, ex-Grateful Dead members, Phil Lesh and Bob Weir. I don't know. That To me, that's not sounding like they got a lot of, of power there this year. The lineup is actually better than in previous years. I mean, you're right in that it's 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 a little less mainstream, but I think that's what's made it a sucky show in the past, that they've got bad acts like Dave Matthews. No doubt about <laughs> it. Um, so Lollapalooza, Lady Gaga, that's a big, uh, I think this is probably, Lollapalooza this year going to be better than Outside Lands. So with Lollapalooza, um, Lady Gaga going to be there this year? But on top of that, Green Day, The Strokes, Soundgarden, Arcade Fire is coming out with a new album. And Arcade Fire is going to be the, the, the main headliner at uh, a couple of the Lollapaloozas. That's Arcade Fire is one of my favorite bands. It's going to be their first um, album in four years. Uh, MGMT, Dirty Projectors, Don't Know Them, and Grizzly Bear. You know I went to the very first Lollapalooza? You did? I know that's not quite like um, I know that's not quite like going to, uh, what was the big 60s concert? Oh, uh, Woodstock? Woodstock. It's not quite like going to Woodstock, but I did go to the first Lollapalooza. No, I think that's pretty, I mean, yeah, it's pretty significant. I think LL Cool J was there. Um, I'll have to look back at the lineup. Jane's Addiction was the closer, yeah. which was good. Susie and the Banshees. So, Ooh. yeah. Was, that would be cool to see. Yeah, it was okay. So... Jeepers Creepers, where did you get those peepers? Did you know that music was recorded backwards? I, I think you taught me that. Yeah. so and, factoid. And she used like 21 different microphones during it to make every time her voice was there sound differently. So that's all I got for you. Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls 
on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We could talk about, are you tired of going to concerts? It's a big investment in this day and age. I'm not a big fan of concerts unless it's going to be intimate, like the Fox Theater. Heidi's totally right on on that one. Um, I love the little Fox Theater in Oakland. And again, not typically what you would think, but an incredibly intimate location. I saw Train there. Again, I'm showing my age. I saw Train. Boo! But I did see Regina Spector. It was kind of hip and kind of cool. And uh, Neil Young. Neil Young's going to be there next week, which I think that would be a great show to see as well. Anyway, and anyhow, uh, coming up, we got headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.